What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, Brandon Whitehair. Welcome, race fans. What's going on, guys? We had a pretty interesting weekend in the uh, off-road racing world, uh, so we're going to be here to talk to you guys about it. Um, what we saw, what we got to do this weekend, and uh, what all went on on and off the track. Yeah, it was a really exciting uh, weekend for racing. Uh uh, every kind of racing was actually pretty exciting. Uh, how was your weekend? It was awesome. We kept it pretty low key this weekend. <laughs> uh, the kids and I uh, did a lot of hanging out back on the uh, little pump track we have in the backyard. So uh, my boy got his Stasic out and was out there ripping around, <laughs> making a dust bowl. <laughs> Don't lie, you know you stole the Stasic for a couple of laps. I don't. I didn't steal a Stasic, but I will not uh, deny that I stole the the seventy, <laughs> the little CRF seventy that my daughter has. <laughs> pit biking. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's actually a perfect track for like ripping around on a little pit bike. My wife's like, you gotta you knock it off out there, knocking like nine and ten year olds down. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get into this weekend? Uh, we went and tried a new motocross track up in Ohio called Greer's, uh, Greer's MX up there in around Zanesville. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, me and uh, my good buddy Dan and uh, wife and my son um, went up there and got some track time in. Nice, nice. Now, is that a uh, just a dirt bike facility only, or is there ATVs as well? This weekend, I think they're, they were kind of worried about being so dry i'm not sure if they allow quads at all but uh, i know it was bikes only this weekend um it actually turned out to be a pretty good day <laughs> it was almost kind of a a bust because he tilled it real deep and watered it really good and stuff it looked great but there was only like 20 bikes there so it like oh, took a while for the, for the track to, to form yeah. and all that it was real loose and stuff but uh once the track formed up it was really nice and it was it was a fun track that's awesome. Well, um, big races that happened this weekend, of course, were the uh, GNCC Burr Oak, uh, a.k.a. the John Penton round number two uh, for that area. So we're going to be talking about that here in just a second. Um, you know what's cool is a lot of people don't know this, but that the John Penton actually used to be called the Burr Oak. I heard that on uh, the Racer TV broadcast this weekend, so that's pretty cool. They're bringing it back to the uh, old roots Um of that, did you see those trophies they had? Yeah, yeah, like that wooden, the wooden plank. Uh, plank. That's, yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So, um, getting right into it, uh, let's just go ahead and start talking about the ATV side. Um, one thing you took out of this race from watching it on TV, it looked like a dust bowl. <laughs> yeah, the the open field sections were pretty dusty, but the the, the woods at first wasn't too bad. It looked like it had a little bit of moisture in it, but uh, the the open field sections and the motocross stuff was pretty pretty hard pack and dusty yeah whenever it turns into like uh that track i would say just by the way it looks like it's been beaten in because it's been rained so many times that that when it's wet it's it's real slick and technical and when it's dry it's probably extremely fast (laughs) (laughs) and slick and yeah and slick (laughs) Uh, slick, if you watch those guys going around the um, motocross part and stuff they were taking some weird lines going in and out of those turns on the quads just trying to Get you know so when you get to watch them just slide around because I think it was pretty much looked like they were riding on ice sometimes out there. So yeah, yeah. So um, remind me real quick, uh, what was the uh, predictions last week on the wins? 
think, who, I think I called them all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> might have to go back and listen, but uh, no, I, you actually did. You you called him up. I, I I was thinking, I was like, man, he he got me on that one. But. Yeah, Bryson Neal took the win uh, for the ATV GNCC this weekend, and uh, huge shout out to him. I mean, um, that he, is his third win on that track. Yeah, I think straight. So two this year and then last year. So he's kind of putting in a typical dominated by uh, Walker Fowler um, uh, series, he's been putting a dominant race in, at that facility. Yeah, the, I kind of heard that it's kind of like his home track, um, like his hometown He's track. a Wexer guy. Yeah, so he, he's from around there, and I think he's got it dialed in and uh, um, up there. But um, I tell you what, he came from like I think seventh or eighth on the first lap coming out. I think when they hit the monster mile, I think he was in seventh place, which is pretty incredible, especially because they, you know, you're talking about the dust and everything. Usually, it's kind of hard to pass in those uh, dust and those dusty races, just because you can't see very well. And yeah. um, McGill even talked about having a hard time, you know, getting up on somebody to make a pass, just because you couldn't be- see. because you couldn't see that well, so you don't know when a tree's going to pop out of nowhere and t- and take you out. Uh, but he was riding with a vengeance, especially after last week being in the lead having that mechanical issue and uh, uh, having that take him out. Yeah, talking about mechanical issues, um, Cole Richardson was up front leading the race, and I thought maybe he was going to be the winner, but uh, I think he dropped off and had a mechanical failure there. And Yeah, he did. And, I- yeah, it's – that was a bummer. Yeah, I, um, I was listening to uh, Adam McGill's race report after the race that night, and he was talking about how uh, he came around – I think it was the fourth lap when Cole Richardson's uh, bike gave up. Um, he uh, he saw uh, fluids puking out of the bike, and you know that's never that's never a good sign. No, probably probably just ate too much dust. Um, you know, just unfortunate uh, days like that. You know, interesting eating eating all that dust though, being in the lead as well though. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had to follow around a little bit. Uh, Fowler for the well, I guess he passed Fowler on the first first lap. Um, yeah. going in there but between uh, I think mile, the monster mile and the uh, FMF uh, thing but uh, Walker had some pretty interesting comments uh, on the uh, podium speaking about him he talked about how uh, Cole Richardson got around him and uh, then when Bryson eventually got around him he said uh, he said this the, the statement that uh, I just didn't have the speed for him today and that's not <laughs> something you would ever typically hear him say yeah, I mean, I, I think he was getting them in the woods because uh, I was wa- uh, as I was watching a little bit, you know, in the motocross part, he would pull back up onto him, and then you could see him stretching back out. But if the woods got a little dusty, he probably backed off just so he wouldn't make a big mistake. But yeah, for Walker Fowler to say he doesn't have the speed, didn't have the speed for him, that's that's saying something right there. Yeah, it shows. It says something about that injury and maybe uh, that injury to his hand that he sustained. Uh, we don't know when it happened over the. Uh, over the summer break but if it happened early maybe he didn't get a chance to really train that much during that summer break and it's kind of uh, affected his speed a little bit you know and then coming coming back after the summer break knowing that the championships wrapped up you don't necessarily have to yeah, you go have- out there and, and have a point to prove but um i mean still he still finished second so <laughs> yeah i mean it hurt his speed but it didn't really hurt it. you know <laughs> yeah i mean like just a true champion uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't have the speed today and then finishes second overall out of what, like 150 bikes, probably yeah, something like that, 150 of your best off-road day TV <laughs> racers in the country. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, it, uh, I'll tell you what McGill fell into, fell into it right there when, you know, he was running fourth the whole race and solid ride though. Yeah. I mean, he was running fourth. He was, uh, he was doing really well. Just, 
you know, kind of lucked into that third place, which, hey, that's part of racing, you know. Absolutely. Keep uh, half the battles keeping the bike going, especially yeah. with an ATV yeah. and especially, you know, in uh, a little bit of adverse conditions uh, that dry and heat and and uh, sucking in dust. And that doesn't <clears throat> that yeah. doesn't. Uh, doesn't add up too well for for a bike no i mean you've i mean we've all rode in dust conditions like that real dusty and it just it's it's terrible you get you get it in your mouth and and you're breathing and and you just it's just terrible it's just bad yeah did you uh, happen to see that picture of uh jared mcclure um adam mcgill and um <clears throat> oh i'm sorry was, uh, chris borsch yeah, at the I've end of the seen, race I've seen that i was like Man, that's that looks like a good time. I wish I was there to join that party. And no doubt. I mean, in what other sport do you see that? Yeah, like three of the, um, not only the top ten racers right now, top five really. I mean, those guys are, those guys are 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 the leaders of the sport. Um, but guys that have been established and around for a while to be able to just hang out and chill together after the race, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's some. That's what uh, GNCC racing I think is all about. Is uh, having that relaxed feel yeah. you know and, and and the pro guys doesn't uh, i feel like in the moto part that the pro guys kind of separate themselves from everybody else and kind of have that uh, team order kind of feel but yeah GNCC, i, I saw nick janusa even comment on that picture saying man i wish that atv motocross was like this yeah uh because it just shows that they practice what they preach when um the gncc racing community talks about family uh, atmosphere and um, how it's just like it's a big family and everybody you know you, you know you have your uh, your differs and your quarrels between each other and some rivalries and some maybe some hard feelings between each other. that's that's racing in general but to be able to come at the end of the day together and you know those three guys have probably had some major battles with each other back in the day rubbing you know knocking each other off the track <laughs> uh, I mean I can think of that one race um the Mountaineer that was up in, um, oh shoot, Mason Town, Mason Town, where where Borsch about <laughs> about took McGill out uh, going into the last turn, um, but yeah, those are just some some uh, pretty cool guys that that are able to to you know put all their racing differences aside and just hang out and BS about uh, about the day and about racing in general. Yeah, and that's that's the cool part about it. Um, just hanging out, making a family event. You know, it's always fun when you include the family, and then when you get the top guys that everybody's looking at, you know, looking up to, and they're cool and relaxed, and they talk to you. It makes you feel makes you feel good, you know, uh, as, as a fan or as just a rider that shows up to the races every weekend. It, it's uh, it's a big it's a big thing. Um, tell you what. I was really impressed with Josh Merritt, whatever he's doing. I was just getting ready to bring him up. Yeah, I mean, coming off second off the start and then, you know, running a hard fifth all the way in. Yeah, um, I've been paying attention to Josh Merritt for a couple of years and, like, following his career. And last year he was a consistent, like, right there around that top ten spot. Um, you know, usually between that nine spot to 12, 13 maybe, but – to make that jump and to be battling for top fives, uh, sixth last week, correct? Or yeah. last race, and then fifth this weekend, which mm -hmm. is his best. I mean, he's one-upping himself every single week. It's amazing, and that's awesome. It is so cool to see somebody <clears throat> that didn't um, come from XC2 and just go and just start dominating at XC1 as well to, like, really, like, fundamentally work their way up through the class and, and just stepping their speed 
um, and their skill level up while they go. So, you know, huge shout out to him. And uh, it was, I saw a video of him coming through the finish line and he was revving the bike up, you know, celebrating that uh, best overall finish he's ever had. And that's just awesome. So, so huge shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I think him and uh, McGill did that uh, that little uh, school this weekend up the at action the, off or the yeah, action off road camp. Yeah, up there at Fast Track. So I think he's hanging out with the Gator a little bit, maybe taking some uh, tips and stuff from him. And um, that's just really awesome to see. You know, someone that to do the personal best and and pumped up. And as a, as any racer knows, when you do your personal best, it just really gets you fired up. It's just a great feeling. Right, and then in Adam McGill's um, post race. Um, uh, report. He talked about how uh, Merritt, another the good thing, um, not to j- change the subject, but um, but Merritt has been getting really good starts lately. He's been starting inside the top two or three uh, in the past few races. So, I mean, your your work's cut out for you there when when you're up there and, and you're seeing the speed and you're getting to follow those guys. Uh, but back to Adam McGill, he talked about how Josh Merritt pulled over for him um, maybe second lap of the race and let him go. And I'm sure that was, you know, part of his strategy. You know, Adam's coming. He's probably got a little bit more speed than me. Let me tuck in behind him and 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 see if we can go run run down the guys in the front together. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, if you hear a guy come up in the woods behind you, obviously he's faster. So as you're thinking, like, man, you know, if it's, it's Adam McGill, he's a veteran. Let me see if I can you know, see see what he's doing different than what I'm doing. Let me learn from him. Let me learn from a veteran. So uh, I'm sure he was thinking that also, and uh, it's just it's 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 really good to see Josh Merritt do really well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's let's talk about this uh, momentum train. We talked about it a little <laughs> bit last week. Um, you know, you, you hear stuff coming out of Walker's mouth like, "I just didn't have the speed for him today," and. Uh, Bryson Neal saying, I should have won three of the last four races uh, due to mechanical failures. And, and then uh, I think he, he may have had a tip over in one of them. But anyways, you know, going into 2021, do you see, do you see a, a serious threat to um, uh, another championship to, to Fowler? Do you think it's going to be a, a dogfight? Um, you would like to think that. Um... I think Walker Fowler is going to be like, dude, these kids are coming up. I'm going to set my game up. But uh, I wouldn't count him out. But I, it would be a very good uh, good thought. It would be a dogfight. I think McClure and Richardson and um, um, Neil is going, is going to give him a run for his money next year. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the one thing that I would that that you need to see from from these guys is to be able to step up that consistency game, uh, because you know Walker the speed is starting to be matched. They're mm-hmm. starting to match his speed. They're starting to match his uh, hole shots. He's not getting every single hole shot like he was. But the one thing that he's always been he's always been there at the end of the race. Mm-hmm. He's always been right around that podium spot. Uh, he doesn't have very many DNFs, and you know that's saying something for a two-hour race uh, in some treacherous conditions. Um, to where a lot of these guys do have those those DNFs that yeah, take them out. Yeah, that's part that's part of GNCC racing. A uh, two-hour event on the roughest terrain in the in the in the world uh, in the country. Um, you're looking uh, like I was watching the race and. Um, they hit that creek bed, man. That rock, this big rocks and balls. <laughs> it was and a section, wasn't it? I was it? watching that in the first lap. It was just like you could already tell. There's almost a lot of tip overs there, and I'm thinking, man, you got to get your bike two hours through that stuff all the way through. I mean, without 
bending an A-arm or, or causing any kind of bike failure. That, it's, it's, it's hard. I'm sure a lot of those guys were happy to be doing that rather than, uh, rather than what was re- regularly scheduled uh, on the schedule for that weekend at the <laughs> snowshoe. Because yes. that's where you really do bend A-arms <laughs> and, and uh, tear up bikes and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just watch that stuff. And, and that's part of it as a rider, especially a quad rider. Um, everything sits a little lower to ground. You don't have that uh, travel and stuff. So, you know, um, been in been A-arm is very easy to do on a rock. So you got to, you got to, you know, anticipate what's in your way. It's and, a, and, and it, as much as it is speed, it's also finesse. Yeah. Because you got to keep that machine running. You got to keep it rolling. And Walker's been able to do that. His game plan, you know, for a few years now has been like, I'm going to try to get the whole shot and just set a blazing fast pace and then just back it off and keep that steady pace. Uh, But another interesting topic that has been talked about this weekend was the fact that for a while, Walker has been saying, I want to win by two minutes. I want to win by two, two minutes. And if you're his competition, how do you take that? Yeah, I mean, if uh, if someone kept telling me you're going to beat me by two minutes and uh, we were in the same class, I'd be like, you're gonna be, you better be worried and work for it because I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of out of motivation. Yeah. Did you see how uh, how much time was between um, was between the uh, first and second position this weekend? With I think with the bike failure, it was a little bit. It was bigger, wasn't it? With the well, Neil, Neil. Uh, so Walker had a tip over on that last that, lap. That's right. And I and I guess he was saying like, oh gosh, I don't want to get beat by two minutes after <laughs> I was gonna after I was trying to beat everybody else by two minutes. And uh, Bryce and Neil ended up beating him by one minute fifty nine fifty nine point four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I still didn't get did, beat by two minutes. That's so. right. That's right. He's like, <laughs> got to take that off, but. Uh, yeah, I, it was a good it was a good weekend for the quad race and stuff and uh the bikes the bikes were interesting also on Sunday. They were definitely interesting. Um I called that win there too as you well. Did. Although you I did. wasn't as confident. I was really confident on the on Bryson Neal mm-hmm. winning. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as confident um on Stu winning this weekend as well, yeah, but I, but man, he, he pulled it off. He did. And you know as uh I give it up to him. I mean, he's got that Yamaha, and you know he put he's putting himself in good positions. Uh, I know Caleb Russell had a tip over. Um, I think hurt his knee um, going through that stuff. But you know, that's like you said, it's part of it's part of racing. So you know, Stu put himself in the right position to put himself on top on top again. I guess uh, Caleb had a pretty good um, tip over. Not sure exactly what happened. Um, I do know that uh, I heard where several guys had stopped to check on him. So at that case, I mean, he was probably hurting pretty good. Um, Josh Strang being one of the guys that stopped, from what I heard, actually got off the bike, made sure he was okay, and then and then notified somebody that that he was down. Um, and that's uh, that's that's pretty awesome to see. That's now they're going back to that family atmosphere because. That's your second guy, your your second place guy in points. Mm-hmm. Now I know the points are kind of out of reach by now, but uh, you know there's not a lot of sports where you're going to see, no matter how bad that guy's hurt, you're not going to see a lot of times where where the second place guy in points or anybody at all is going to stop the check on him. Yeah, especially at that level. Um, hats off to Josh Strang right there. Uh, you know, checking on somebody, great sportsmanship. Like to see that happen more often. Um, you know, I'm sure if, if he stopped, Caleb must have been either like laying on the ground pretty hurt, pretty badly hurt or something. You know, he had to see something to where 
uh, he would thought maybe you know Russell. This, this guy's been, health is way more important than yeah than my you know where I than my race. race yeah. yeah. So so hats off to him. That's for sure. Uh, so this track, I, I know Stu really likes the Stu um um Stu really likes the technical tracks, and this track was more of a speed. Uh, speed track through the woods. I mean, it didn't seem to have like what he would technically be typically, you know, the best at. Mm -hmm. And, and he still was able to go out there and do what he did. Uh, I mean, I would have liked to seen Caleb stay up and see how that race would have went. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, he, he did, he did go out there and he did, he did, uh, have the best race of the day out of anybody out there, which is, is amazing to do mm -hmm. that, uh, back to back, just, you know, solidifying that he is not here to mess around. Yeah, I mean, coming off, uh, pretty much coming off the couch and getting on a new bike and now get two back-to-back -back victories, that, that's just not, uh, that just doesn't happen. No, that does not happen at all. <laughs> so, um, if, if uh, Thad, because I'm pretty sure Thad Duvall is coming back next race, if he comes back some, comes back and wins, I'm just going to throw my hand up like, okay, I guess I guess that's now the thing. You just come off the couch and start like, winning. What's what's going on on the couch, man? I need I need some couch time too. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's my thing. See, you, you get to go and you ride every weekend, and my thing is is I'm just going to sit on the couch until until my Mountain State Hair Scramble <laughs> race comes up, and I'm going to go out there and win. You go out and take the overall. That's it. I'm sitting on the couch for like a month. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm doing all winter sitting on the couch <laughs> yeah absolutely uh so ben kelly came in second yeah ben kelly was uh he put a good ride in um he was sitting third you know that whole race uh was sitting good um and then caleb had his tip over and which put him up to second so you know ben kelly's been shown strong all year he's been solid he also got that whole shot so uh that's a little bit of extra cash in his pocket so yeah, yeah. Uh, i think he i don't know if you saw that whole shot but um uh, he was making sure he got that whole shot and then overshot the second turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, I got to get that quick, quick hundred bucks. So <laughs> if you're in that situation and you're right there for that, for that whole shot, do you, do you go for that mark or do you go for the second turn? Just depends. Um, if you're not, if you're not in championship points and it's a two, it's a three hour race though. I'm I, going for the mark. You going for the mark? Yeah, heck yeah, man. I'm going for that 250 bucks and then I'll cut and then I'll, then I'll try to pass you in the woods. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I was Josh Strang and we were close and uh, Caleb Russell and I'm sitting there thinking championship points. Oh, okay, so if, if you're thinking of championship, championship yeah. and if you're Caleb Russell that has probably, I don't know, 355 <laughs> whole shot awards. Works, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, you know, uh, Ben Kelly's like, yeah, I ain't going to worry about it, you know, if I, how I do. But, yeah, I mean, if I was Ben Kelly, I was going for that whole shot as well. Uh, you know, it's always fun to get a whole shot and um, uh, get, get a good little quick cash. That's another thing, um, you know, seeing Ben Kelly stepping up and, you know, putting some solid rides together, as, like, consistently, um, it raises that interesting question about the uh, – um, sorry about that. That's my phone ringing. <laughs> Probably edit that out. No, actually, probably not. <laughs> nah, I like, like to keep it raw. Keep it raw. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about the momentum again because going into next year, these guys are jockeying for position because, okay, Caleb's out. Who's going to be the next guy? And uh, do you think that next year is going to come down to more of a div diverse winning uh crowd up there on the podium uh week in and week out or do you think the top guys are gonna are going to um 
uh, establish themselves and uh, be consistent. Tell you what, if Stu keeps going on that Yamaha like he's doing, I think it's just going to be a Stu Baylor show all Man. year. But uh, you know, there's a lot of issues. You know, a lot of things that has to play in part to do that. Uh, you know, Caleb Russell and Walker Fowler make it look easy every weekend um, for the last three or four years. But uh, it's uh, insane. It's <laughs> insane. Like whenever, if you've ever been in any of these races, to to see what those guys are able to do week in and week out and just consistently win and win when these tracks are so unpredictable, it just, it, it it's mind boggling to understand how they're so consistent against yeah. the best co uh, competition in the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, for bikes, you're at three hours. I mean, you ever try to ride a bike for three hours as hard as you can? I mean, two hours is enough. Three hours. Like, yeah. Whew. Yeah. No doubt. I don't know if I'd be able to walk the next week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tell you, uh, um, when I uh, go for the Mountain State race, which is an hour and a half, and then go to a GNCC, which is two hours, uh, that extra half an hour hurts. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, usually that half hour turns into an extra forty-five minutes because you know the fact, you're slower. Yeah, yeah. you're slower, yeah. so the you know you're actually spending another. 20 minutes out there on the track than the fastest guy on the track. So. Yeah. So like at a mountain state race, you're like, okay, I got the white flag. Okay. I got like what, six, seven miles to go. Like you get the white flag at a GNCC race and you got almost double that yeah, to go. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, ah, oh, are you sure you don't want to come lap me guys? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's like, just want to pull over and like, go ahead guys, go. go, go yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever been in that situation where like you're getting ready to go into the white flag lap and you're kind of looking over your shoulder? Like, is that leader anywhere near you? Cause if he is, I'm going to let him go so I can just finish this race off. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I've done it. When I first, when I first started the GPs, uh, when I first started the GPs, man, I, I was struggling, uh, and those fast guys, you could just hear them coming. And I'm just like, I'm just going to slow up just a little bit. Just I don't care bit. right now. I just yep. want to survive and yep. finish. But, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, it's, it's something, it's something cool. But, uh, so you can, you can look at that from one of two ways though, because, um, if, if you are like one of those last guys out on the track, you can look at it this way. Like, uh, I got one more lap to go or, I can only go up from here. Exactly. That's, <laughs> hey, that's the way I've been looking at it lately because I haven't been getting lapped, unfortunately. <laughs> so I've been I've been pushing. I'm like, well, I guess I'm on the lead lap, and everybody else on the track is in front of me. So I just got to run down, and whoever run down, hopefully I can. Make Typically, a, pass. a lot of guys like like to slack off on that last, last lap, lap and just kind of cruise at home, which I'm guilty of that as well. But. Um, uh, that's when you could really make some moves and, and get yourself mm -hmm. up there in that overall position because that overall position that's that's your bragging rights. You yeah. you know you no matter where you place in your class like you got everybody got has to know where they finished overall. Well, it always sounds better when you say, "Man, I got thirtieth out of one hundred and fifty. Yeah, <laughs> instead I, of I got. Hey, let's not forget those DNFs is one hundred and fifty four. <laughs> that's right. Hey, listen, a DNF's a DNF. You count those. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly but, right. Know. Hey, they lined up just as just as well as everybody else did. So you got to count every single bike that was out there. Yeah, I tell you what, it was really good to see uh, uh, Stu's brother uh, Grand up on the podium too on that Sherco. That was it's it's a it's a big milestone. For for him yeah absolutely uh and i believe he said that was the first time that him and his brother have shared the podium together uh on it overall and that's uh that's pretty awesome to see um i don't know what the stats are but has that ever happened where brothers have shared an overall podium um probably in gncc uh motocross you know, the martin brothers but uh 
but GNCC. Oh yeah, I'm talking GNCC. Yeah, we're calling GNCC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say probably the only time we have to, we'd have to do some fact checks on. Yeah, that, if anybody out there knows uh, that fact, if there's ever been another uh, set of uh, family members that have shared an overall podium in ATV or bike uh, GNCC, let us know. Pro level. Pro, Pro level. Yes. That's right. That's right. We're um, not talking about. <laughs> we ain't talking about amateur, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think he was another um, lucked into that third because I think he was running a strong fourth all race, um, was looking real good. And with Russell going down, that let him bring right into the podium. So another uh, another um, victory from someone having a, a, a bad accident there. But uh, did you see that the um, did you see a, the fourth place position was a XC2 guy? Yeah. I've seen that. Uh, that's pretty awesome to get up there on, mm-hmm. uh, on the overall, uh, almost on the overall Ashburn. podium. I think it was Ashburn. Uh, Greer. Greer. Yeah, Jonathan Greer. Jonathan Greer. Never yep. Um, it, is Ashburn a uh, – no, no he, Ashburn's XC1. That's he, right, he is. He, he finished fourth in class. That's what it was. And okay, he finished yes. fifth overall. I was, yeah. think, I was thinking uh, – I was thinking that, but uh, yeah, he did a really good job too um, on the Kawasaki from the Babbitt's Kawasaki uh, team for Ashburn there. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So shout out to those guys. And uh, next GNCC race is going to be at the High Point GNCC. And if they don't get any rain between now and then, I guarantee that's going to be <laughs> the dustiest race of all time. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, we were. I was thinking about doing i was uh that's why i messaged you today earlier so i know you're... whenever you messaged me and asked me if i was planning on going to that race which um i'm planning on going but i don't know if i'm racing it yet or not uh but uh i, I was wondering i was like is he gonna is he gonna uh talk about doing his first gncc yeah i've always wanted to and it's late in the year so you know if i go out and tear something on the bike i could just be like well season's over what class would you race in <sighs> true beginner trail beginner <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Is uh, it true beginner? Yeah, true beginner. You know. Oh, I didn't know that was a class. You I, bike guys have all these weird classes. I'm just making it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Probably like a plus 30C or B. I don't know. We'll see. Would you uh, want to go PM or AM? Oh, definitely AM. <laughs> <laughs> I am not riding three hours. That like My wife would have to take me to the, UH, uh, the closest hospital, get an IV put in me and stuff. Like, that'd be bad. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd be... Uh, I'd be hitting around the track and trying to give you some extra water bottles. Come on, baby, oh, you got you're, it. You're you gonna got give it, me buddy. some more than water bottles, man. <laughs> you're gonna have to give me some uh, some uh, pre workout or something like that. But uh, you're gonna need a lot of that. So uh, we'll uh, we'll um, preview that race next week and and talk about who we think is gonna win. Uh, kind of working on what I think, you know, getting my picks right because. Cause I'm 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 rolling right now with my picks, so I need to need to keep gotta keep it up. Gotta keep the gotta keep it rolling. Uh, so what's next on the topic train? Well, AMA motocross. Yep, we had a good weekend of AMA motocross down there at WW. Um, it was hot. It was rough. hot. It was rough. There was uh, some pretty gnarly get-offs there. I mean, I'll tell you, man, Marvin Moosegang got lucky. Uh, in practice, that was uh, one of those scary ones uh, to the side of the head. Yeah, he looked like a rag doll. He did look <laughs> like a rag doll, and and that he kind of whipped, like looked like a like a like a cord just cracking on the <laughs> on the side of his head there, and that was uh, that was kind of uh, that that didn't look good. No, no, it was like anytime you're like, oh man, like what? 
Does he even get up? And then he gets up, gets on his bike. Right? Anytime that rear end goes side to side to side, mm-hmm. that uh, it never turns out good. It reminds no. me of the James Stewart crash in Supercross and the whoops. Remember it, that one where trip. he went side to side to side and yeah. came flying off the track? Yeah, as by experience, it, it hurts. Yeah. It throws you to the ground. It, yeah. That bike doesn't show it. It's like a slingshot. You just get smacked oh, to the ground. Shoot. So it, it, doesn't, then, it doesn't feel very good. And then RJ Hampshire. Oh man, that that dude is so lucky. He's even more luckier than uh, Marvin Muskan. How already, he did, how he did not hurt anything, especially especially his already hurt knee. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure he's bruised up and sore, but how he did that was the first moto too, and he came back and raced the second, second moto. moto. Yeah, so wow. how he didn't, how he pulled through there is he must have said has said his prayers for a year, five years straight, because <laughs> I mean, that was brutal, and you know. Everybody was trying to figure it out, and you know, he said it was just a rock in the face of the jump that he hit, hit with a rear tire and just yeah. bucked him. He said it was there was a rock. another guy on 250s that had uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, Speedy Gonzalez is what they call him. His last name's Gonzalez, uh, uh-huh. and he did almost the exact same thing yeah. uh, on that on that exact same jump. So maybe he hit that same <laughs> rock. It was funny because uh, uh, he put uh, Hamshire put um, on Instagram that he hit a rock. And someone said, who imported that rock into Florida? Because there's, like, no rocks on that track at all. It's all, like, sand. and. Oh, yeah. It's like, who, well, who I mean, they got to have a little bit of substance to get those, uh, <laughs> get that hill built up as big as they did. So, yeah, it's that was – I'll tell you what, it was interesting. I, was, I didn't get to watch it because we were out riding, and I kept seeing these previews, and I'm like – Dude, I need to go home and watch this race because it's going to be an exciting race. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Dylan Fernandez went one-one, uh, putting a statement out there with that with that race. Uh, Starts. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing maybe I, I couldn't beat him. That's a whole say, shot yeah, I don't think he could. He, I guess uh, maybe now I could only beat him six of <laughs> six of ten times. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I think he's got it all together now. Uh, you know, he's got that start dialed in, and that's what he was missing uh, was the starts because that dude is just straight up fast. Do you Are we changing our uh, Are we changing our, our picks for the championship now? You know, I, I'm, I'm still going to stick with Martin because that dude is a fighter. Um, you could tell it wasn't settling good with him at the race, even on the podium. Oh, yeah, everybody else is smiling. smiling. He's, he's just got that mean <laughs> look on his face like, you kidding me? Yeah, he like, said, I'm uh, done. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mad. I'm out of here. That's right. Um, so he's a fighter, and it's racing. Anything can happen. Uh, you know, for an, you know, he as fast as he goes, you know, he, he could take a spill at any second and, and get taken out or whatever. But how about Justin Cooper finally showing us a little bit of uh, flash this weekend? Yeah, um, I was kind of, I was a little up, like disappointed in the way he's been riding, even though he hurt his hand and. Uh, you know, and he's coming back from that. But uh, I expected more from Justin Cooper this year. I did year. too. I mean, I know <clears throat> hand injury is an, still an injury, but they they were kind of making light of it, which, you know, leads me to believe it, sh- it wasn't that bad. And, you know, if you, if you are going to make light of it, you need to get out. I mean, if it's bad enough, don't make light of it, so we so we don't have to expect more from you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like it was just a hand injury, but I guess when you know you're out there riding for 30 minutes on the roughest tracks, uh, you know it's uh, it'll beat you up pretty good. But yeah, um, hopefully we'll start seeing more of him up there because uh, I think he has more potential than he's showing. Um, but uh, it was great to see him up there and and uh, riding good this weekend. How many times does Jet Lawrence have to finish at fourth overall <laughs> before he gets his first podium? He was riding 
really, really good. Isn't he just fun to watch ride? Yeah. Well, because, you, you know, you would think that he, if he's running in third and Jeremy Martin's behind him, you would think that – uh, he would be like, "Oh, dude, my teammates behind me." He, he actually passed Martin. He did. He was. <laughs> I was. I could not believe he did that. Uh, was that the first moto that he passed Martin? I think it was the second. Cause I, I can't remember which one it was. Maybe it was the second because he ended up finishing second overall. Oh, I'm sorry, second in the. Uh, it might have been the first moto. In the, yeah, he he no 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 no. It was the first moto because he yeah. went two five. Yeah. So. Um, when he went around him, I was like, "Oh man!" Like he kind of. There was a split line, mm-hmm. inside-outside thing, and uh, I was like, maybe he didn't mean to actually pass him. <laughs> and then, and then he went and he and he passed two guys, and uh, Martin was still sitting back there in fourth. And I was like, well, I mean, if you got the speed, go speed. Yeah, you would think it's like Martin's like, dude, that's my teammate. What's he doing? I'm in a championship race here. You know, I'm in the points, and he's docking me some points. But What's if up? he's gonna go, yeah, I mean, you should you latch go. on to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just never know what to expect. Uh, with um, Jet, you know, he's still young, and and I think uh, I think next year with uh, you know they he gets it all figured out this year, and coming in next year, I think Jet's going to be uh, up on the top podium a lot. Do the uh, <clears throat> do the Martin brothers have hard feelings towards each other now? <laughs> Come Thanksgiving week, I think they're going to have some uh, some brawls in the living I'm, room. I'm ready to go watch that troll train uh, <laughs> troll train vlog. He's probably going to say. David Jamie, David Jamie. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like, man, uh, took my front end out. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that, dude? I'll like, bet you around me like four times this year already. <laughs> like, how's your, how's my Suzuki getting a better hole shot than your Honda, dude? What's up with that? <laughs> probably because probably because Alex only weighs like 110 pounds. Yeah. He's a little feller. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that, that's gonna make for some good turkey bowl. Uh, Alex is gonna square him up and. Take him to the ground. Did you see Alex <laughs> Martin uh, throw his hand up at McAdoo? Yeah. Uh, well, you know. Whackers, I, a.k.a. Whackers. Yeah, Whackers. <laughs> Jet Lawrence with Whackers. I mean, what, what kind of kind of name that is that? That's funny. That's a Whacker. Whackers. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, uh, Cameron McAdoo, he is – he's not afraid to hang it no, out there. No. And I would say the reason why Martin threw his hands up is because they were getting ready to go over that anthill. And he probably looked down and was like, Dude, if I fall off of this, this is going to hurt. Oh, yeah. Like, he <laughs> squeezed him off the track. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was pretty funny to watch. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Wackers probably wasn't even looking at him. He's probably <laughs> looking down, yeah. seeing his line. But uh, I, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast today, and they were like, uh, a lot of people throw their hands up at, at, at Cameron McAdoo because <laughs> he is – all over the place, and he's wild. Did you see him go through that roller section? Yeah. And he just started swapping side to side and never let off? Yeah, I tell you what, those rollers look brutal. How those guys, like, how those guys hit them every lap like that, they were just smacking off the tops of them. Like, they weren't really Suspensions are just amazing. They? they are, but, I mean, after a while, 30 minutes of just constantly smacking those every lap, that would just get old. Did you see that there was a girl out there? Yeah, she um that was actually her first um uh she made it as an alternate. Someone yes. couldn't make it to the line. Yes. What was her name? Do you remember her name? Oh man, it's I'm right sorry guys, there. we it's right I there. I took a screenshot of it with my iPad and the <laughs> iPad's in the house, so <laughs> you, you brung it up too fast. I, I I had it in my head. Um uh Jarvis uh Yes, Jarvis, that's right. Yes. That's right. I was wondering, because they they were on her for a while on the um Yeah, I thought they were just messing I 
because I was watching the app, I thought they were just yeah, following like, somebody. Who, who are they following? I was like, who is this? And then and then they 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 talked about it, and that's the second time a girl has ever made it in the uh, into the main event. Main, main event, yeah. That she's been working really hard. I can't remember her first name, but it's Jarvis. Yeah, that's pretty so, awesome. You yes. know, it's it's a big feat uh, in the in the pro motocross um, world. I mean, heck, there's a lot of dudes out there that can't do it, and you know, she's stepping up and putting the work and time in, obviously, and. And, uh, has a goal in mind and strives for it and yeah. gets it done. That's that's on one of on one of the roughest, hottest days. Oh, that'll be the hottest hottest yeah. track of the year. Yeah, I know that. You know, in perspective, it's not it's not like it was last year, but it was still pretty hot out mm-hmm. there, and uh, those guys were suffering for sure. So, uh, you know, congratulations to her for making that and uh, making history. I mean, yeah. you know, in how many years only uh, two girls have ever done yeah, it, so, and yeah. she's one of them. So, yeah, it's a big step. It's a big step. Um, 450s? Yeah. Okay. Um, Zach Osborne making a huge statement. Yeah, he said uh, the address changed from the momentum. Uh, so he he said, uh, I had to try to find the new address for that momentum he had to go, train. He had to go <laughs> steal that mailbox That's back. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, he looked good. Um, he uh, was consistent and he was smart. Um, and I, what he did was, is he let those young guys wear themselves out the whole race. And we're talking about that first moto, the first moto and mm-hmm. the second moto. Yeah. 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 I mean, he let the like second moto, he let Sexton and AC just wear themselves down. That first moto I was watching it and you know, Zach was sitting back there in third place. Um, and I was like, well, you know, it's still a solid day, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he just drops the hammer, drops three seconds off of a lap time, and just goes and uh, and and takes what's his. Yeah. And that's you know good for him. That was impressive. Yeah, I mean that just lets you know what t- what he has in the tank. If he wins the championship, you look back at WW and say that's that's where he mm-hmm. that's where he put it in concrete and uh, as the champion this year. Yeah, and I tell you what, after that first moto. Um, he uh after he left the podium he was like running i was like dude this dude's in shape like he's no ready doubt. to go um he was very impressive uh ac was very impressive he rode really well and Marvin took too. him out i tell you <laughs> <laughs> i was getting ready to say that i was going to go into it uh it was funny because you saw um when marv came in there you saw the fans throw their hands up like what the heck but that's what Marv gets all the time, though. Everybody hates Marvin. I don't know what it's about. Him, it's it, it's the French thing. It has to be. The it's French the French thing because, like, same thing with Dylan. I mean, I, it, it is kind of hard to be dirty while you're on the outside of a turn. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, what it is is they were going through that section, and and he thought he w- he had him beat by. He a thought he bit. had the wheel uh-huh. going in going and into that turn. He was, you know, at that stage, you got to kind of be aggressive, um, because they're not just going to hand over the line. And they just ran into each other, and, and unfortunately, AC took the blunt of it. AC just probably didn't realize he was actually there. There, yeah, because you know you're both you're both running pretty good speeds, and you know you don't want wants to give up that main line, especially for second. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I mean, AC's got the speed. He's got the starts dialed. This championship, I don't think, is over. Uh, I mean, it's going to, at this point with only, you know, four motos to go, it's going to take a little bit from, um, it's going to take a little bit of, uh, bad luck, I think on, on, on Osborne's part, but it can happen. I mean, look, he just had a flat tire and yeah, al- almost lost and lost, almost lost almost all the points and then comes back and 
almost Sweet. doubles his points. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, they're going to uh, Colorado this weekend coming up, and uh, that's a, that track up there is brutal because you lose a lot of horsepower and the elevation change and hard to breathe and all that stuff. But uh, but if you tell if you tell um, if you tell AC that uh, at the beginning of the season that was two rounds to go, he's going to be he's going to be in the championship hunt. Um, uh, I think he takes that every day. Yeah, I think he would, especially after Loretta Lynn's after not having very good luck there. Superman. Um, yeah, <laughs> Superman, and then I think something else happened uh, also there and with pulling it out there and then next now you're in second in points and uh on your rookie year mm-hmm. one of 450 i think he takes that so let me ask you this question not to change the topics but um did <clears throat> did eat did eli tomac uh forget that he wasn't in the championship hunt that second moto <laughs> hey i knew it was going to happen sooner or later i just called it like a week too short do you think that everybody has just been like ah eli's just relaxing eli's just relaxing and he was like i am relaxing but i just want to show you guys yeah. that i still got it i it was just one of those things yeah i think he came out and it was just like i think everyone else is fading uh, like a little bit and he still is a very fit dude and he takes you know training seriously and stuff uh, in those kind of conditions, uh, a lot of people fall off, and I think he just had that kind of got that flow going. And once you get that flow, you know, Eli gets that flow, um, it's hard to stop him. And dude, I love watching, even though everybody's like, Man, Tomac wins over time. It's just, would you sit back and watch? Just like, watch I was just on the does, edge yeah. of my chair, just like, Is he gonna get him? Is he he just rides. He rides through the track in such a strong physical way that it's impressive to watch. Yeah, and uh, I tell you, uh, it's just you, you just kind of want to be like, is he? He's going to do it. Like my heart rate starts coming up. I'm watching him. I'm like, dude, this guy's is insane. Like, yeah, he's just where did it come from? Yeah, and then for Osborne to to be able to hold him off that that's impressive as well. Yeah, uh, not not uh, succumb to that pressure. Yeah, I mean. I thought for sure Tomac. I mean, because he was gaining and gaining and gaining. And Osborne didn't need to beat him. No, he didn't need to. But he he, he was like, "Hey, I'm going to show this dude I can beat him too on his best day." So yeah. settle him down before he gets started. Yeah. Uh, I heard his interview after the race, and he was talking about how, you know, <clears throat> it. He basically said that he he, he turned this race into a, a race of fitness, and where he saw Eli Tomac coming. And he and he was like, well, he made a decision. Well, do I, do I drop the hammer and try to run away from him, and ex, expel more or expend more energy there, or do I let him bring the race to me and then battle him? And that's what he did, and and he ended up coming out on top. Uh, so, I thought Eli had him going into that split section that one time. I was like, oh, here it is. Eli's got him going over this hand hill, and. Um, he switched up his line and went a different line and messed, had a little squirrel, and I think I just took all of his momentum away, and he was just like, I'm done. Like, he can have it. <laughs> I'm tired. Speaking of that split se- section, uh, did you see Max Anesty's line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he messed up that one time, and he was just like, dude, that was probably like the faster you- line, so <laughs> let me just keep taking it. Well, Zach Osborne said that he saw him do that, and he was like, I don't know if – is, I that, don't know, is that legal? Is I allowed? <laughs> I mean, there's no markers in there. No. It's just dirt. Yeah. So, 
I mean, yeah, I guess they they want you they they don't want you to, to do, do that, that but, but they uh, can they can they stop you? It's inside the track boundary. I know he got protested for it. Did he really? Somebody protested him for it. They didn't say who, but yeah. somebody you know they protested. If, if somebody sneezes right the wrong way, him. who yeah, ever finished yeah, right behind yeah. him? Yeah, which would. Let's, let's see here. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, if it's inside the track boundaries, I don't see why. It's not like it was taped off. It was just a mound of dirt. Freddie Norn, I don't think, protested him. Those were the same team. Well, actually, well, they're, uh, Norn's on the JGR, isn't he? And uh, I think Anstein's on the HEP or whatever. But okay. he might have. Yeah, he might have. You're yeah. right. You're right. And then Joey Savachi, so. Yeah. We're going Suzuki, Suzuki, Suzuki. Seven, eight, nine Suzukis. <laughs> Justin Barsha, 10. Oh, that's who did it. Right yeah, but if you're a Bam Bam, you can't protest anybody after you decided to, to, uh, to <laughs> uh, whenever he broke that radiator and took off off the side yeah. of the track and just like puts it in fifth gear and pins it around the track. He probably passed like 15 guys. Yeah, I'm surprised no one said anything about that because he just like left the course and just went to the pits. I'm like, you have to be docked something for that. I mean, I know you lost a lot of time in the pits, but... You would think, I mean, everything is always just subject to interpretation. And I get, like, if if the pits are just, like, right there, but he went around uh, a lot of, of the course. Yeah. And he was flying, and it was blatant on TV. Oh, yeah, he was, like, you know, he, he was running straight there. So I, I would have figured, I thought maybe AMA would say something about that, and they might have. It hasn't came out yet. But the, even the announcers didn't say anything, and it was funny though because like they were trying to fix the bike, and you could tell, and that, that dude just rips off the shroud. He just rips it off. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, well, that's one way to do it. I guess yeah. you don't need that. No, I don't need that. We got about 15 of those in the truck. No worries. I know. Uh, on the way over here, I was thinking, I was like, you know how cool, or how would it change motocross if they went to like a 40 minute moto, and within the 20 minutes you have to pull in and do like a tire change just to do it, you know, like a pit stop. Like the rider does a tire change? No, like the rider pulls in unless a team change it. But on the twenty like on the You've twenty minute NASCAR too much. No, I mean <laughs> like to me, the G N C C side, that's what the like one of the coolest parts. It is. It really is. Everybody like, focuses in, on those pit stops. Yeah, yeah come you're in right. the pit stop. So, you know, how would it change it up if like A C or um Zach Osborne comes in, he's in first, and they have a mess up on a pit stop and a tire change and someone behind them gets a better change and goes. I mean, <sighs> if you don't get a how would it shake? How would it shake up? Yeah, but the, pro the I think the problem with that would be is you would end up running into like ah uh, this. It's normal for guys to win by over a minute now because yeah. it spreads the it spreads the because like you know or, somebody messes up a section and they lose two tenths of a second versus you mess up a tire change and you're losing like forty five seconds. Well, what about if they pull a stop, bring everybody in, maybe not do a pit stop, but everybody comes in, they stop, single file, start to race again. See, that's what happens when you get. <clears throat> us uh, uh, guys that don't race just motocross, we race like off-road races <laughs> that we start coming up with all these new ways to make the racing interesting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I mean, they did it with Supercross. They did that. They do the big Monster Cup with the three different events. It would be now. What would be awesome is if they did have like a single off event and and did something like that, uh, where where uh, you see these. Um, um, you see these pro motocross and supercross guys a little bit out of their element. How awesome would it be if they were like mandated to race one GNCC GNC. race a year? Yeah, I mean that'd be pretty cool. Uh, actually, we were just talking, and you said, "Team, would it, how cool would it be if you did a, let's just say, like a two-hour motocross race 
but the Kawasaki team, the Husky Varda team, they all switch off riders. So like they ride like 25 minutes and then come in, do a rider switch. Yep. Go back out for 20 minutes. This is what bench in. racing is made of right here. Exactly. These kinds of conversations. Hey, I love know, it. Million dollar idea right here. I'm it, telling you. And I'll, honestly though, um, it would be awesome to see more guys cross over and do other disciplines because, uh, when Zach Osborne, um, came out to the, uh, to the GNCC race up at the, uh, um, high voltage race this year, uh, I was watching on Instagram, and you saw people that never knew anything about GNCC watching the live feed. Uh, Marvin Muskin was watching. Um, Ken Roxon was watching. Uh, and I saw these guys talking, uh, what was it? Cole Seeley was like, what's this thing that this guy keeps yelling every 10 seconds whenever, <laughs> whenever they get ready to start, you know, the 10 seconds yeah. thing. And he was like, I don't know what that is. And it's like, it's like, man, like not everybody knows the wide variety of racing that, that, that we are, you know, blessed to know that we, we get to, you know, being out here on the East coast, we, you know, we're, we're really blessed to have all these different types of uh, racing that we get to follow closely. Cause out there, uh, out in California, it's like moto, 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 moto. And yeah. I, got, I know they got the desert racing, but it's not yeah. quite the same. They got the ball halls. Um, they also have a little bit of like a cross country race and, uh, they change the name every couple of years because they don't get a big turnout. I don't think. Yeah. Um, they actually turn it. I think they started doing a grand prix, uh, events and right at Glen Helen and places like that. Um, which is pretty neat, but yeah, you don't get the, you don't get the race that this, the great racing like you do on the East coast, uh, with the hair scrambles and the GNCCs and the, and just think of the terrain that we got though out here, it, it, we have such a variety of train terrain that these guys get to, um, get to really test their skills out on, on all kinds of different tracks, um, from, you know, down in the sands of uh, Florida to up in the rocks and roots and ruts of uh, West Virginia. So, um, and then up even into New York with Unadilla. So they get a lot of these uh, different types of terrains where out there it seems like, you know, once you've seen one desert race, you've seen them all type thing. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah, it seems like it. There's all kinds of You can of only different... hold it wide open for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... It was, it was just like uh, if you watched and Ken Roxon was in the uh, was in the booth yep, at that the was cool WW, to see him there. and you know he was saying stuff about the track how at top it was sandy but on the, underneath that sand was a hard base so it made it slick once you got some lines so it made your front and stuff move all around so I mean a lot of times uh, it doesn't always look like it appears right right so before we leave um, the the motocross and supercross topic. I know you wanted to touch on Ryan Dungey. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a mistake? Hey, someone's riding. I hear a dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think it's a mis- do you? A lot of people are thinking it's a big mistake for Ryan to try to come back and and get back into the sport. What do you think? I don't think it's a mistake because I don't think that it's going to take anything away from his legacy. You know, he's already done. He's already accomplished what he's accomplished. If he goes out there and finishes seventh, eighth, ninth in the points, do you think that that really does that take anything away from who Ryan Dungey is? I don't think it takes me, away it from doesn't. his. I don't think it takes away from his numbers, but does it? But does it do anything to him as a person uh, to know that you left high on the, You could have left high on the sport and walked away to where you know how people are. They're 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 very uh, they're. Um, What's the word that I'm looking for? They're they're judgmental, put it that way. They yeah. they they look at you like, oh well, he should have just stayed retired because he has no business being out here. I mean, but 
it just depends on what you want out of this. Um, now, I don't think he would come back if he didn't want to win. Uh, I don't think he's coming back to no disrespect to Chad Reed, but to do a Chad Reed type of deal where you know he's uh, he's getting his way into the main event through last chance qualifiers. Um, but just like Chad Reed, you know, Chad Reed enjoys has enjoyed this last ride. And if that's what uh, maybe Ryan Dungey, maybe he didn't get to enjoy it as much as he wanted to that last few years because it was, you know, he, he always had that persona of business, business related. I'm a businessman. This is what I, this is what my business is. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to win. So maybe he wants to come back and, uh, and just have some fun with it. Yeah. I don't think you really got to do a uh, end of tour ride maybe, but I mean, let's face it, it's Ryan Dungey, so he can come out and start winning. So then you come out and start winning. I mean, does it uh, does it take away from that? Uh, that then, fun? then the business <laughs> the is business back. The business in, is man. So. Yeah, I I feel that um, he likes competition. I feel like he needs something to strive for, and that's probably the reason why he's coming back. And he's not quite quite ready for his political career yet. Yeah, he's not ready to be a broadcaster. <laughs> I bet I, I have a feeling that dude's gonna he's gonna do something he's gonna yeah. be the face of something yeah. be a well he's gonna be a face of our sport that's what he, he's gonna end up no, doing he, something with our you with could, our sport you couldn't uh, ask for a better ambassador to the sport yeah. and um, I mean just imagine I feel like the plus minus for this uh, comeback is the plus side is a lot more if he comes back and succeeds versus the minus if he comes back and doesn't succeed. It's like if he comes back and doesn't succeed, it's like, well, we didn't expect you to. Yeah. You've been out for so long. If he comes back and succeeds, it's going to be a huge plus. Like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, you're turning some heads here. Uh, unfortunately, I've started hearing rumors that they're that they're losing traction and it actually happening uh, because – He's wanting to build his own team, I guess, and getting sponsors on board in the year 2020 is not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I hope it actually does happen because that's just another storyline to, to that already stacked class. Yeah, he's probably wanting to build his own team because a lot of the teams right now are filled up and he probably doesn't have any other choice, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's just like uh, – I wonder if he would be able to bring a title sponsor like Target in, because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still related with Target. Probably Target, Nike. Yeah. Um, you know, Nike that, yeah. was he? Yeah, he I was, didn't know he. Had yeah, Nike. he wore Nike boots. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That, I mean, he, he was one of the guys that uh, he, he brought in different sponsors that you would never see. Who made Nike boots and let Nike put a sticker? I don't on know. It? Nike. I, I swear his boots had Nike on them. I could be wrong. I could go back and look, but I know he was in. Done by Nike. Somebody's probably screaming at us right now. He's wearing Alpine <laughs> Stars <laughs> Tech Seven or something. <laughs> oh, no, he's probably wearing Tech Twelves. <laughs> well, I mean, back then. Oh, back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I hope he comes back, and I would love to see that story uh, develop. Uh, hopefully, it's able to pick up traction. Hopefully, Supercross is able to pick up traction. You know, because yeah. I know they said they're not coming back unless there's a unless there fans. is a uh, yeah fans. I mean, you can't blame them there. No, I mean, you know, much money they're losing and stuff, but uh, fans make it worth it. I mean, I love going out to Indy every year and watching. But I think I I, I thought for sure that Gas Gas was going to do a bar show and then maybe say, hey, well, Dungey's coming back. Let's bring him on board. Uh, that would be so awesome. Because I mean, who wouldn't like? You have two of the one of the best, you know, two of the best riders, and Ryan Dungey. Would they get much, along? 
I mean, does anybody get along with Barsha? As long as I mean, Barsha off the track's cool. Uh, as long as uh, you know, she's probably like, "Hey, dude, we're out on the track. Don't don't take me out." You know, so it might be cool to have Bam Bam on your team. <laughs> Maybe he won't yeah, take the no <laughs> take it out on you. I don't have to worry about that heat-seeking missile. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I mean, Ryan Dungey, if you look at him, I mean, he pretty much helped KTM build this build their bike that they have now and 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 take it to the championship as many times as he did because before him, nobody. Nobody won a race with KTM. Right, right. So, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's the guy that you want on your team if you're going to be testing and, and stuff because he knows what it, what it how to make a great bike. Yeah, I'm pretty sh- – <clears throat> from what I've heard, it's going to be Honda, though. Well, I mean, right now he has a big deal with Honda. And he has that big sign. You know, he's their – he's the ambassador for Honda. So, that makes sense, but I just don't know how uh, – Maybe his pay. I'm with you on the gas gas thing, though. That would be pretty awesome. But if you're gas gas, would you rather have somebody like Ryan Dungey or would you rather have somebody like Dylan? Well, Dylan's already going to the Omaha. Oh, is that done deal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already signed for 450 next year. Oh, okay. Okay. That's why Barsha doesn't have a ride. Okay. Yeah. I must have missed that. My bad. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Dylan Fernandez is definitely going to the Omaha next year. Okay. Uh, so he can um, struggle with but, that 450. Yeah, but also <laughs> uh, a buddy of mine, RJ, sent me a text and said that maybe Yamaha's still looking for a different another rider other than Ferrandez. So, I mean, uh, Shane. I yeah, Shane, or um, you know, it could be anybody at this point. Did you hear that Shane might be able to stay back again? Hopefully, he doesn't turn into Martin Davalos, oh, a 250 will. rider. I mean, you hate to see that because, like, guys like Alex Martin and uh, uh, got you know Shane McRath that are in the 250s forever. You just hate to see that. Get, let them step up to the 450. Give them a chance. I mean, but if you're them though, that that money, it's hard to turn that money down for for a chance at the 450s. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Especially like Alex Martin, I don't see him transitioning into the 450 very well. See, I always said that like Alex Martin and um, his brother Jeremy would be really good candidate for a 350 in the 450 class because they're smaller guys and they can ride those 250s really well. And the yeah. 350s mimic a 250. You ride them just like it, but just a little bit more bottom end. So I think because those guys can probably go out there and turn really good laps on those 350s and. And, you know, make a class, you know, a spot for them. I don't know. That's, that's in my opinion. But. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Would that hurt them on the starts, though? You know, I mean, maybe Glenn Helen, the long, long uphill start. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking more Supercross. You are, well, I mean, Supercross, you got, it doesn't have a, um, uh, a longest start. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't have that. Yeah, it doesn't have that. I don't think it, the 350 lacks that as much power as the 450 does with that short of a start. I think the long, like long uphill national starts would be it, but um, that's another whole topic yeah. to get into. Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> what what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend, uh, I think Fast Track's having another GP race. Um, we love doing those. Um, I like really doing them because it's always nice to go up there and uh, the track. You always know what to expect up there. And then my boy um, Colton, he's uh, really getting used to that Cobra out there. So. Um, he enjoys it up there as well, and it's really good practice for him. So I think we're going to go up there and spend the day Saturday up there, and uh, good. Hopefully, uh, bring home some W's. Bring home some hardware. I'd like to, man. In this year, I've only brought home one. I need to, bring, <laughs> you know, uh, it's really been beating me a little bit, but uh, yeah, it should hopefully be just be a fun, great weekend. Just come back and uh, be healthy. What you got going on? Anything? So 
uh, Sunday, we're going to be going out to the Ruger's Run uh, Bunner, in Bunner's Ridge, um, out the uh, kind of close to Fairmont, uh, for the um, round eight, I believe. Yes, it's the round eight of the Mountain State Hair Scramble Series. And uh, we'll go out there and uh, see how I can do in the old uh, B21 Plus class. If I remember right, that track's pretty fun, uh, Burner's Ridge uh, up there. I think uh, I think it was one of my one of my favorite tracks uh, I've done it because I don't think it was it's more fast paced if I remember right. So that track was my first race last year, uh, my first race coming back, and all I can remember was it was a 100% suffer fest for me. <laughs> Yeah, I got arm pumped before we even got in the woods. <laughs> I, when I came off the track, I was ready to throw up. Um, I was not ready. Uh, I was not in shape for that race at all. Uh, but no, I mean the track layout was was good. I, I remember there was a ton of off cambers. Yeah, um, that that that's that's the track. I remember that track really well. I really did like that track. It always said on a four wheeler, it'd probably be pretty tough. It was because. With the bikes running first, um, a lot of those off cambers made it even worse because that bottom rut was <laughs> cut down in so deep, so it was even more of an off camber. And I was I was having to walk the bike uh, with my downhill leg, jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> through a lot of those sections. So I'm ready for it this year, though. Um, so I'm excited to get back out there and uh, 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 try to go for that championship. There you go. Where are you sitting at right now? Well, um, I. Out of the the eight races, I'm sorry, the seven races that they've ran, I've missed two of them, but you're allowed to drop three rounds. Um, so in so I'm counting everybody else's best five <laughs> races <laughs> so far compared to my best five races, and I believe that puts me in first. So oh, hopefully, you can pull it through. Yeah, yeah. So I need I need the old girl to last uh, a couple more rounds and uh, let me get a couple more solid finishes. <laughs> Tell you what, good practice. Come up and do the GP Saturday. And this, you, know. you want me to go do a GP on Saturday and then and then a uh, hair scramble on Sunday? Yeah, I'll tell you what. You can ask my wife this. We, I, The year I ran Mountain State Hair Scramble on a bike, I did that a lot. I did GP Saturday. Double headers? Yes. And i tell you, it really helped me. It uh, really helped me in the woods, um, riding. Just It just, you know, gave me the feel of the bike and, and stuff like that. It really helped out. But, you know, so, hey, I've done them. I'm going to make it up to one of these uh, GP rounds. That's for sure. I don't know if it's going to be this weekend, <laughs> but I want to make it up there. Uh, when do they shut? When do they close the doors for I, this season? I'll have to look. Uh, they usually try to have one um, around Halloween because they do like a big Halloween uh, race up there, and they do decorations of pits and stuff. They have in years past. So I would cool. say here in a couple weeks, it'll probably be on like High Point weekend or something. Yeah, way, yes, way yeah. it all runs. Yeah, way it all runs together like that. So. Uh, uh, what is, what's the percentage pie that you're going to be uh, lining up at High Point? 50% right now. 50-50. <laughs> I'm a fair weather rider when it comes to GNCC. <laughs> so is Dusty as hell not fair weather? <laughs> no, see, Dusty doesn't bother me. Yeah. It really doesn't. That's what I was talking uh, to my buddy Dan about on the way up. I was like, you know what? Dust doesn't really bother me because I'd rather be Dusty than really muddy. Oh, dude, I'm the other way around. I'd rather be muddy than yeah, Dusty. See, you're on a quad. Oh, you got four wheels. I, get, I got okay. two. I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, you I mean, like I'm that. okay. I mean, I'm okay on a bike, but I mean, I'm not, I don't have that much confidence in the mud. I understand. I understand that. Okay. Well, uh, if I go up, it depends on what you're doing. Cause if I go up, <laughs> if I go up Saturday, I'm, I, I'm either going to race 
uh, or I'm going to watch the ATV race and then uh, um, let Nolan race in that Stasic race oh, in the evening because they have their races that evening. I'm pretty sure the Stasic races are right there, like before dark. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, if I race, you're definitely coming. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're being my. So if if you race, man. I might not go up two days in a row. Uh, oh, oh, oh. so I'll I'll just go up Sunday. Oh, you better go up two days. You got to. I know Nolan's really wanting to race his Stasic, and he's getting pretty quick on that pump track that we have in the backyard. There you go. He's yeah. not using his feet for brakes anymore, so he's <laughs> he's getting he's getting the uh, getting the flow down. Get it, get it. Yep. So that's about all we have for this week, guys. Uh, unless you got anything else, Brandon? No. Uh, should be a great weekend. Everybody enjoy your rides. Get them in, and uh, unfortunately, winter's coming, so get them in, get them quick, and stay healthy. So we got a couple extra followers on our Instagram page this week, and I don't know if it's because we said, "Hey, go follow us on Instagram." <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> maybe I mean, it is. Hopefully, uh, they did because then they're listening to us. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we have noticed that every single week uh, we're getting a couple extra people listening to this podcast, and. Um, We've been having a great time. Like I said, guys, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Um, hit us up for anything that you guys want to talk to us about. Um, uh, anything that we, uh, anything you guys want to hear about on this show that we're not covering, uh, we're you know we'll cover anything. Yeah, we definitely need some content, uh, some uh, content here to put out. So uh, let us uh, let send some questions or something for us to talk about. Uh, you know, make it interesting. We're going to hopefully soon be starting to have some uh, guests on the show calling in uh, certain people that we have in mind yeah. uh, to, to call in and uh, talk about uh, what's going on. Maybe <clears throat> maybe this week after the Mountain State Hair Scramble race, we can have uh, another racer call in and uh, see what they talk about or see what they have to say about the, uh, the track up at Bunners Ridge. Um, uh, just, you know, kind of get this thing uh, inter- more, a little bit more interactive uh, and uh, – so they can tell the hard truth about how uh, Cooper rides. No, we'll have, we'll, we'll have, we'll have a we'll have a bike guy call. Oh, in. A bike guy. <laughs> we want the we want the quad guy call in and say, yeah, you know that three eighteen is uh, you know needs to pick it up out He's there. He's riding bit. like a sucker out there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, remember to go over to our uh, Instagram page and uh, like us, uh, share our post. Um, uh, comment on our post and just uh, talk to us. Uh, we're split line off road, and uh, that's it for this week. And we'll be back next week and same time, same place. Works for me, man. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Later, man. <laughs>